Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. I believe the Lord wants to do something in this service today before we leave. It's not just coincidence that I'm here and and all that. God has a purpose in everything that he does. And so I believe that you're here on purpose and I believe that I'm here on purpose. And uh, so I want to share a few thoughts with you today. And uh, I'll be reading from the book of Mark chapter uh, 5. If you'd like to uh, open up your app or turn in your Bible or I think maybe they'll have it here on the on the wall as well. Amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 24. Begin reading right there. I'm in a little bit of transition myself. I've pastored for 17 years and uh, I've recently uh, become the director of promotions for all of North American missions. I was doing that in, I was actually the director for NAM in Tennessee and so now I'm in a bit of a transition. So I'm leaving the church that I started 17 years ago and uh, that's been pretty tough. Uh, I'm the only pastor that they know, and they're the only peeps that I know. And uh, so it's been uh, a little interesting situation, but uh, I feel the, the, the will of the Lord in it. And so I'm very thankful that I'm going to have opportunities to get around to churches like this and, and uh, enjoy worshiping with good folks like you. I love Wisconsin, by the way. I'm ashamed to say, Brother Calhoun, this is my first time in Wisconsin. All of my life, I'm 48 years old, and I have never had the privilege. So I can tell you, my life has changed now. I have been to Wisconsin. I have eaten cheese curds. They had a nice little basket there in my room. I feel like a new man. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it was awesome. I I would not be surprised. It was fantastic. I've heard about them, and I've I've never had So I'm getting a whole lot of new experiences. And and, uh, hopefully by the end of this service, Some of you will too. Amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 24. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and she had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched thee? And he looked around about to see her who had done this thing. But the woman Fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and confessed all, told him the truth. And he said unto her, she was probably figuring, you know, I'm going to be in trouble here. But Jesus said, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Be healed of thy disease, Jesus said. I want to focus our attention on verse number 25, I believe it is. The Bible says this woman had an issue for 12 years. Look at your neighbor and say, 
I got issues. That's what I'm going to preach to you today. I got issues. Amen. It's kind of like the guy who was feeling kind of low. And uh, he had all kind of problems. He goes to the psychologist and the doc says, um, I think your problem is low esteem. But don't worry. It's very common among losers. So anyway, probably didn't make him feel better. I got issues. Amen. You got issues. All God's children got issues. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your wonderful word. We pray, God, that it would touch our hearts today and minister to this beautiful congregation. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. The woman in our text had some real issues. She was a nameless woman who uh, was separated day after day and month after month, year after year, with no physical contact with another human being. In fact, her very presence caused some who knew her to recoil uh, in order to avoid being contaminated. For 12 years, the Bible said that life literally hemorrhaged from her body, leaving her weak and anemic. It was a chronic abnormal condition. Probably if she lived in our day and age, it would have been diagnosed as a fibroid tumor or something along those lines. It could have been uh, uh, maybe healed through the medical process that we understand now. But at that day and time, she was considered unclean. Therefore, the law in Leviticus chapter 15 was applied to her and nobody could touch her. She was uh, socially isolated and everything and everybody that she touched became unclean. She would have been shunned by her family. She would have been shunned by even by her husband. Worship in the synagogue would not have been available to her. They would have closed the doors. They would have turned her away at the door and said, I'm sorry, but you can't come in today because you are unclean. She was alone. She was cut off. She was hearing probably the whispers of her neighbors and the screams of her own mind and her own condemnation. She had invested all of her money into the uh, medical hope that perhaps there would be something that one doctor could do, but there was not a counselor, there was not a doctor who probably didn't try to take advantage perhaps of her, maybe a charlatan that the Bible says she had spent all of her money and yet she was no better. In fact, she was worse. Her hometown was Galilee. She was there when Jesus was returning from healing the demoniac of the Gadarenes. And no doubt, she probably heard about Jairus' daughter that was over there. Jairus was a synagogue official, and uh, his daughter had been healed just because Jesus sent the word, and she probably heard about that. And she said, you know what? Uh, with, with all of this closing in on me, the walls seemingly just kind of closing in on her, and, and, and she realized that she could no longer live with this issue in her life. And she was so isolated that you find her in the Bible crawling and pushing through the crowd, just desperately trying to get to her one last best hope, Jesus Christ. And folks, if you really take a look at this woman today, you look in her face, you look in the desperation of a woman that had lost all of her money, but she was just getting weaker by the day. 
And she's crawling on her hands and knees to get to a man that she never met. But it was, she was so desperate for healing. If you look at her and you really examine her face, you'll see yourself and you'll see me in this woman. Because the fact is, we all got issues. We really got issues. <laughs> Amen. We got issues that sometimes are, are, are secret. Yeah, that, I'd swap. If I had that kind of hair, I'd probably poof it up too. Amen. <laughs> when you look at the things that we struggle with, sometimes they're in secret. Sometimes they're, people know about it. Sometimes it's fear, guilt, shame, hurt, failure, and all these things that drain the life from us. But whatever that it may be, whatever the specific situation, everybody experiences limitations in our walk with God. Some of us are five-talent people. Some of us are one-talent people. Some of us are five-talent people living in a 10-talent neighborhood. And uh, some of us may have physical conditions, emotional conditions, spiritual conditions that God is working on us about. But regardless of our issue, here's the important point. Like this woman, there's only one way to deal with it, and that's to reach out to Jesus. It's to reach out to Jesus. An issue is a condition, an attitude, a circumstance that robs us of the abundant life that Jesus has secured for us. It could be a secret thing of our past or our present that shows up to block or to trouble or to uh, take hostage or even destroy our dreams and our hopes and our desires. It's the challenges, problems, and crises that attach themselves to us and that block our victory and that uh, hinder our effectiveness in the kingdom of God. You know, uh, issues sometimes show up like a flat tire on a vacation. They just come out of nowhere and, and, and they just are frustrating and it's time consuming and it's costly issues. You know, in our modern uh, terminology and psychology, issue has, the word issue has become very popular and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and we talk about issues, and, and before we, someone might have said uh, unresolved issues. And, but the thing about it is, before we point at someone else, we have, to over, we have to be very careful that when we're pointing at someone else, we got to realize we're lugging around our own issues. Amen. So, what does an issue look like? Let's take a look at this woman. First of all, issues are often secret. For her, it was a uniquely personal thing. And sometimes for us, it's something that we try to push out of our way. But on our own, we may not have the strength or intellect to do it like this woman. So we hide these problems from everyone and pray nobody discovers what I'm dealing with. And the secret wounds and imperfections that make us vulnerable. Luke chapter 12 and verse 2, the message Bible says, you can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, it will be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. Secondly, issues cause separation. Kind of like this woman. Our issues keep us separated from God and sometimes from people. We try to hide it under a facade 
but it keeps us from stepping out of our comfort zone. And we, we become afraid that I can't make it. I can't do anything for God because I got this issue. I, I, I'm frightened, you know, that I may appear vulnerable because I got this thing in my life. And so we're afraid that we can't do something, so we don't try. We're afraid that we can't complete it, so we just don't step out. And so what happens is we isolate ourselves and we separate ourselves. And the worst thing you can do is separate yourself from the church. But sometimes our issues, we feel like, well, all those church people, they got it together. Pastor and, and, and his wife, man, they got it together. And I, I can't be like that. So, so I'm just going to kind of separate myself a little bit. But let's take a clue from this woman. Our healing lies in getting to the source. It's not the pastor, but it's Jesus. But the church is the body of Christ. It's the bride of Christ. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I have felt miserable. I've had things on my mind, weighing depression and physical things going on and spiritual struggles going on. But if I can just make it to the house of God, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, like this woman, sometimes we got to get desperate and we got to just fight through our issues and we got to touch the hem of his garment. Don't allow your issue to separate you from God. And then next, issues always flow from a source. The Greek word for issues is rusis, which means a flowing. And, and that's true because issues in our lives, sometimes it could be fear, anger, bitterness. They always flow from a source. And often it's something from our past. And until we deal with the source of these issues, they will continue to flow throughout our lives and, and, and come up at the most inopportune time. And about the time you think you've got it you know, conquered, there it is again. And, and we go through these frustrating patterns of behavior. Romans chapter 7, verse 21 through 24 talks about, Paul talks about, I want to do good, but evil is present with me. When I would do good, it, it's hard because this flesh is still present with me. There is a source of the issues in our life. It could be th something from the past. It could be a, a terrible tragedy that happened in your life. It could be abuse that happened in your life. It could be some things that have scarred us and that, that as we move through life, they continue to affect us. Our issues flow from a source and eventually we got to deal with it. In, in Tennessee, we say it, it don't do any good to clean out the cobwebs unless you kill the spider. <laughs> and so you got to get to the heart of the issue. Number four, issues can result in bondage. As we carry these things year after year, we begin to adapt our life around them. The woman here with the issue of blood had limited her entire existence to this secret issue that plagued her. She couldn't go here. She couldn't have contact with people. She, in other words, it shaped her life. It bound her to a certain social uh, status. It bound her to a certain lifestyle. And uh, it plagued her. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And our lives are only as effective as the issues that we have resolved. 
And too often we walk through life in, in a spiritual paranoia, if you will, allowing our issues to direct our life when God wants us to allow his spirit to direct our life. Instead of our life flowing from our issues, God says, I want your life to flow from the spirit of God that is flowing through us. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be bound by your issue. I want to tell you today, you don't have to be bound by any issue. You can let go of whatever that it is that would bind you. Fear, unbelief, doubt, low self-confidence. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, perfect love casteth out fear. He that is that feareth is not made perfect in love. Another version says there is no room in love for fear because love banishes fear. Amen. God loves you so much that he doesn't want you to fear. He wants you to live in peace and victory and be free from every issue that would come into your life. Amen. Next, issues are a part of the enemy's strategy. You know, our issues are used sometimes to defeat us. They, are, uh, they bind our present and our future with ropes of the past. They come to us and say, you're unworthy because you've got this issue. They keep us cowering in the dark away from God. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, Satan knows us. He's not ignorant of of our devices. We're not ignorant of his devices. He would take an advantage of us. If he knows we've got situations in our life, we've got issues, we've got a past, you know what he's going to do? He's going to attack that. He's going to pick at that scab and he's going he's to try to come through us and attack us through the things that we struggle with. Amen. It's not enough to just know that we have issues. That knowledge alone is enough to depress us and become another issue. We've got to understand that we can be free from the issue that plagues us. John chapter 8, verse 36, the Bible says, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Amen. So understand that until our deliverance comes, the kingdom of God goes on in spite of our issues. And so you might say, well, I've got to get everything fixed up before God can do anything with me. That's not necessarily true. God can use us where we are. If you wait until you think you've got everything fixed up just right, you'll miss the plan of God. Even with our limitations and imperfections, somehow God, we're still useful to God. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, my grace, my grace is Sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, Paul says, therefore will I glory in my infirmities, in my issues, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I feel the Lord in this place right now. I know it's kind of quiet. I'm not yelling and screaming. You know, most of the time us Southern preachers, we get, you know, we get all wound up and you know, and all that. And I, maybe, maybe I'll do that next time I come. But I feel the Lord here today. Amen. I just feel the Lord wants to help us to know how to work through issues. So first of all, how, how did this woman do it? Well, the first thing she did was she, ex, she had to exhaust all other means. 
Everybody say exhaust. She had spent all of her money. She had no doubt tried everything that was available at this day and time. Amen. But no issue has ever really been settled by other means. Nothing has been settled by touching man, by reading a a self-help book, and I'm all for reading. Uh, You really can't take care of all of our issues, though, just just through uh, medication or just at the bottom of a bottle. All these things do is really create more issues. The only way to truly settle our issue is just like the woman in the scripture that I read, and that is we must make our way to Jesus Christ. If a man went in the hospital and he had an arrow in his chest, the doctor just doesn't give him painkillers and send him to a seminar to tell, teach him how to manage an arrow in your chest. Doesn't do that. The only way to bring lasting healing is to turn him over to a skilled surgeon. The Bible says that Jesus is the great physician because he's the only one that can remove the roots of our issue, the thing that really causes it, what it flows from, what it comes from. You know, we sometimes want to treat the symptoms, but God can get to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is the heart of the matter. Amen. So whatever's going on in our lives today, whatever issue that we may have, we can go to the great physician. And he can diagnose it because he made us. He can put his finger right on the problem. He knows right where it started. He knows how to heal it. He knows how to touch us. So we've got to exhaust everything else. You can't, you you, you know, sometimes people try to fix their problems through alcohol. They try to fix it through everything else. They turn to all kinds of other treatments, all other kind of philosophies and in search of something that will Fix me, but until we get like this woman and we exhaust everything else and we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we're still going to suffer. The next thing we have to do is expose our issue to the Lord. In other words, they have to be brought into the light of God's power in order to be healed. They will never mysteriously vanish on their own. They may even be pushed under or denied, but they will always reappear until we bring them to Jesus. You know, when Jesus came across the man with the withered hand, he said, stretch out thy hand. If it was me, I'd have put out my good hand. Because the withered hand, I'd probably be a little bit embarrassed about but until you stretch out your problem to the Lord for him to see and just be honest and open with the Lord. He knows anyway. He knows. You've got to expose your heart to the Lord and let him get into the real root of the matter, the real need at hand. Amen. And let him touch your heart. You can't try to hide it from him. Just give it to the Lord. Sometimes that's hard to do, but that's what the Lord wants us to do. Just give it to him. As a boy, I I was always getting, you know, scraped up and bruised up and cut. And uh, I, I, 
amazed that I didn't have any broken bones as a as a kid. That was pretty impressive, I suppose. Anybody, any of you guys ever have any broken bones? Look at several hands going up. And some of the girls, too. Yeah. But, you know, boys are just bad about, you know, roughhousing and, and uh, whatnot. And uh, so sometimes when I would get cut, my, my mom would say, now there's some cuts that will only heal. I don't know if this was right or not. Maybe it was a Tennessee thing. I don't know. But she said sometimes you need to leave that cut exposed to fresh air. And I got to thinking about that in our spiritual wounds. We have to expose it to the fresh breeze of the Spirit of God. Exposure, which is the thing that we often fear the most, is what actually heals us. Not exposure to others. You know, the woman wasn't making her way through the crowd to get to her neighbor or somebody that had, you know, she couldn't, hadn't talked to in a long time. She was making her way to Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not exposure to others that heal us, but being honest before God that matters. And then the third E that we have to do, we've got to exhaust, we've got to expose, and then we've got to, you ready for this one? You got to expect. You just got to expect that God could, because you can come to the Lord with an attitude of, well, I'm going to try it. That preacher said I need to try it, but you know, I just, I've had it so long and I've done so much and I don't, don't know. Can I tell you, just try Jesus. Try giving everything to him. This woman with the issue of blood risked everything in the ability of Jesus to restore her. She bet the farm on Jesus, so to speak. She was so desperate that she had come to a point of total trust. And I can tell you today, when we come to that point, when we fully trust, fully believe, fully expect, and fully surrender our heart to God, it is then and only then that God will come in and heal us. As long as you're holding back a little bit, as long as you're not committing your whole heart, as long as you don't go in hook, line, and sinker, then the Lord can't go in and fix our heart. We've got to just expose everything to him. We've got to give it all to him. We've got to say, God, I'm tired of everything else. I'm ready to give my heart to you I'm surrendering all to you and at that point he can come in and we've got to expect him to do it that's where faith comes in issues that have been surrendered to the Lord will bring him the glory because the fact is if we could handle it ourselves guess what we take the credit But this woman was desperate enough to reach out to exhaust and expose and expect Jesus to touch her. She was desperate enough to go against social taboos and push through the crowd. She was desperate enough to not care what anybody else thought. Sometimes that's our problem. We care what somebody else thinks. But when you get desperate like this woman, you don't care. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, You don't care what anybody else thinks. You will go through, in her case, she pushed against the social norms of that era. And she crawled. Her faith was so strong that she said, if I can just touch the fringe of his garment, just the hem 
of his garment. I don't have to have an hour-long session with him, Brother Calhoun. I don't have to have, I just need to touch him. That was faith talking. That was her expecting that Jesus was going to be able to heal her. It wasn't dramatic. It wasn't impressive. Nobody even knew what was going on. But the Bible says when she touched the hem of his garment, Jesus felt virtue go out of him he felt something go out of him and so what happened was her faith worked it was her faith that drove her on her hands and knees to just touch him and when she did Jesus felt the healing go out of him and she and he had to stop and say who touched me and of course in a big crowd you know so what's wrong with you Jesus we'll get all these people around here but nobody looked at the low part where this desperate woman had crawled through. <sighs> How much of Jesus is enough to heal you? Well, I don't know. But I kind of think it's like, and I don't know, I'm going to show my age and my carnality here, but when I was a kid, they used to have this commercial on the radio. No, it was on the TV. That, that there, was a, there was this little owl and the question was, how many licks does it take to get to the middle of the Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, I got some carnal people in here with me. Woo! Yeah. And so it's how many licks does it take? And the little owl would take that little pop and he'd say, a one, two, three. And he'd start crunching. So my point is, I don't know how much of Jesus it will take, but I do know this. If you'll just start toward him, the next thing you know, virtue will flow. Healing will flow. The spirit of God will flow. Come on, somebody, would you just touch, lift up your hand right now. Would you just reach out to the Lord and just in your spirit, in your heart, just begin, just like that little eye started working on that Tootsie Roll Pop, would you just begin in your spirit to reach out to Jesus? Amen. I believe today if you reach out to him, it won't take long until you stop measuring how much it'll take. And you won't, it won't take long until you stop critiquing and you will start healing. You will start feeling the Lord. If you'll surrender today, you'll begin to feel the cleansing, the healing of the Holy Spirit of God. Why don't you leave your problem and enter into the presence of the Lord where you can find joy and deliverance and healing today as you reach out to Jesus. I believe that he will reach out to you. I believe that he will stop just like he did with the woman. He was working through the crowd but when she touched him, he had to stop and say, hey, uh, somebody's got faith. Uh, somebody wants to touch me. Is there anybody here today that will reach out to Jesus that would figuratively press through the crowd and expose your issues to Jesus? Whatever it is, if it's temporary, if it's minor, if it's a deep-rooted issue, I wonder today, I, I just wonder today, and I, I, I'm not from around here, I don't know how you normally do stuff, but here's the way I want to do it today. Would you stand with me right now for just a moment? I'm done preaching. I, I just want the Lord to touch our hearts here right now. I, I want the Lord to minister to us right now.
I feel like that there's some here. I, I really prayed. I said, God, what do you want me? This is a little old country boy from Tennessee. What do you want me to speak to this wonderful group of people here today? And the Lord said, tell them that I'm the healer of their issue. Tell them that whatever issue that they're facing, that if they will just reach out to me, I can not only take care of the symptoms, but I can go, I can heal the root of that issue. I can just literally transform that. And that's what the Holy Ghost does. It transforms you into what you were. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He doesn't just heal it temporarily. He literally restores it. Amen. And and transforms you into a new creature, a new mind, a new spirit, a new heart. All of the hurt and the pain that causes the things in our life and the scars in our life can literally be completely renewed and restored. Is there anybody today that would just begin to call out to the Lord? And figuratively make your way through the crowd. Perhaps you might even want to step out of your seat here this morning. And and just in a step of faith. Like that woman. Just step out and walk down here to the front area. And and just say. Don't be ashamed because I've already established we all got issues. Amen. Just, would you just step out and just come on down and say. I, I, I won't, I'm going to expose it to the Lord. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the Lord. I'm going to stretch forth my withered hand. I'm going to give it all to Jesus today. I'm going to let the Lord transform me and heal me. I've exhausted everything else. And I'm expecting Jesus today to heal my issues. Oh, hallelujah. Let's pray right now. I feel the presence of the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. Let the Lord touch your heart. He's the great physician. He knows what's going on in your heart right now. He knows exactly what's happening in your life. He's able to minister and to touch you today. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is here in this house. The Lord is able to minister and touch you today. Hallelujah. Oh, you might think, well, God can't do anything with me, with my issue. It's too too great, too big of a stronghold in my life. You can tear down strongholds through the power of God. Touch the Lord today. Let Him touch you. Let Him minister to you today. Let Him heal. Reach out and touch the hem of His garment as it were today. You don't have to touch His clothes anymore. You can just reach out to His Spirit. He's not walking the earth today, but His Spirit is here. His ghost, His Holy Ghost is available today to transform your heart. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost in your life, you can receive that today. Just expose your issue to the Lord and say, God, I can't handle it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I need you. I need you to heal and restore and make me new. And He'll even give you a new language. He'll even touch your heart so that it overflows with the praise of God in a heavenly language. Let Him touch you today. That's it. Let your pastor pray with you today. Give give those issues to the Lord. 
You've exhausted everything else. Now expose it to the Lord and expect God to heal those issues today. Hallelujah.